Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? I tell you what, the NFC has just really become fascinating in so many different ways. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. And to recap the top story of the day, one of the best players on the defensive side in the NFC is leaving the conference, and that's Roquan Smith from the Bears, who's been traded to the Ravens uh, for a second and a fifth round pick. Of course, the trade deadline is 24 hours from now. And at the same time, we've got other games from yesterday, too, Canty, Mm. that includes the Cowboys and the Bears. And look, Justin Fields looked very solid. We'll get to that point in a second. The Cowboys looked like they were a lot closer to the Cowboys team that we anticipated seeing at the beginning of the year. And Tony Pollard, I know everybody's screaming and yelling that Tony Pollard has to be the guy (laughs) <laughs> Yesterday was perfect for him, okay? Mm-hmm. 14 carries, 131 yards. When you have 14 carries for Tony Pollard, that's right in the wheelhouse. He should be the lead back. He could carry it 17, 18 times with Ezekiel Elliott carrying it eight, nine times. But it just reinforces that this is the way they need to be playing. Yeah, it absolutely does. But Dak Prescott came out on fire. He was four for four to start that game, Carlin. And it was great to see Kellen Moore get him in a rhythm in terms of doing some things to make Dak comfortable, you know, moving the launch point, moving the pocket a little bit. You saw some zone read with Dak Prescott actually pulling the ball and running it in the red zone that first touchdown. Like, those are the types of things that I think the Dallas Cowboys have to do in terms of trying to be creative in their approach when it comes to trying to find ways to, you know, utilize the run game and get some more mileage out of it. And so when you have your quarterback as a threat to run the football, We've talked about how that opens up the lanes for your running back in terms of cutbacks, um, you know, being able to attack run support. And I think those are the things that Kellen Moore can do to take pressure off of Dak Prescott, the quarterback. That's the whole mentality for this offense now. Just make sure that you don't deviate too far from what you did with Cooper Rush in terms of the run game being your identity with your offense because that complements what the strength of the team is, the defense. And yesterday was a present surprise to see that the Cowboys only dialed up 28 dropbacks, Carlin. That's what it should be. Yep. That's their formula for success. They had 28 dropbacks, 29 rush attempts. That's the kind of balance that you're looking for. Yeah, listen, and, and I, here's what I'm even more encouraged by. Dak seems very comfortable with it, that, if that makes sense. Yeah. like It doesn't look like Dak's out there dying to whip it around 40 times. It doesn't feel that way. It feels like... It has felt like a very natural transition back in for Dak over the last couple of weeks. And I look at Pollard, and there's, I mean, it's an amazing, amazing explosion that he has as a running back. It's absolutely fantastic. And I think the combination of him and Zeke is is really an interesting one. Although, you know, the Jerry Jones thing, I just, I don't get it. And I'm assuming that it just comes back 
to the amount of money that he paid Zeke mm-hmm. because he keeps going in on how it's not even close and Zeke's the guy and all this stuff. Like, what are we talking about here? Well, it's got to be situational football, right? Because Zeke is a better pass protector. Zeke is a better short yardage back in the red zone. That matters in terms of being able to get touchdowns and not have to settle for field goals. So I think Jerry is projecting the kind of style of runner that you need to be once you get into the postseason. And it feels like Zeke fits that mold much more than Tony Pollard does. So We'll end up seeing what happens, but I think there's a role for both guys in this offense. But Tony Pollard seems like the more explosive back by far. So that's why I would love to see Kellen Moore utilize him in a lot of the same ways that Kyle Shanahan is utilizing Christian McCaffrey. Not saying Tony Pollard is Christian McCaffrey, but there are some of those same elements to his game. Tony Pollard was a wide receiver at Memphis, Carlin. So he's got the receiver skills. We're seeing that he's got the home run hitter ability. It popped up again yesterday when he had a 50-plus yard touchdown run. Like, Mm -hmm. those are the types of things that this Dallas Cowboys team is going to need if they're going to go on a championship run. So, I'm with you. I think Tony Bollard is the better of the two, but I absolutely see the need to have both. The need to have both is there because they're going to need to run it 30 times a game, and you're not going to do that with Pollard. Here's Jerry on the situation. There's no argument. Uh, Zeke's ability to punish... Zeke's ability to deliver it, Zeke's ability to uh, what he does for us in pass protection, and frankly, Zeke's ability to make big plays uh, are there, and uh, uh, we're going to go as Zeke goes. I really mean he's that integral to our success this year. That's after the game yesterday, Avra. We're, yeah, it's after the game. We're going to go where Zeke goes? Like, that's the same thing he said in the preseason. Yeah, that doesn't make like, a whole lot of sense. I don't get what that is. Like, yeah, if, it, if we're talking about Zeke three years ago, okay, I get it. But this team is going to go as that defense and Dak Prescott go. Yeah. And Tony Pollard is going to be a part of the run game as well as Zeke is a part of the run why, game. Why is he so hung up on this? Well, it might be because he's paying Zeke $18 million this year. And they're like, going to cut him after numbers. this year. And is gonna, he going to be talking about that after this? Yeah, they're going to move on from him after this year. I mean, I, I don't know why Jerry says the things that he says, but it feels like that's more of a motivating thing and, and, and trying to make sure that Zeke understands like there is a plan for him in this offense because he's going to need all of those guys on that side. So now we got to make him position. feel good too? Well, yeah, that's what he got to do. That's uh, what it, you got to do. It, it, the ability to make big plays, his longest run this year is 27 yards. One thing I've learned from being a part of that organization once upon a time, they, ha- they, they don't shy away from coddling their players or protecting their players. And to me – that's one of those instances when the backup steps in and has a buck 31 on 14 carries, he wants to make sure that his starting running back understands that he's a part of this thing too. Okay. Well, his starting running back is Tony Pollard, or at least it should be. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, 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 hold, on, hold on, Carla. But you just said it before the show. Like, yeah, Tony Pollard, somewhere between 15 and 20 touches, but not all runs. That's the workload. If yeah. that's the case then there's room for both of them. There's no yeah. need to say one is the starter over the other. What difference does it make? The starting thing doesn't matter. It doesn't me. matter. No. It doesn't matter. But can we can we at least agree as far as the split up of touches that it should be two-thirds, one-third? That's what I think it should be at. Yeah. I mean, at a minimum, if, 60-40. Yeah. If you're if you're giving Tony Pollard 15 to 20 touches, you're, you're saying that Zeke is going to get somewhere between five and ten. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm with that. Yeah. Listen, I I don't know what that is. If it's just coddling him, whatever. I I don't get what the usefulness is of that. It's sports psychology that's involved in that, Carlin. And there really is no need to understand it. It's just that the owner feels like he needs to do it, 
in order to get that from his players. We saw a similar thing with Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott, and everybody was trying to figure out the quarterback controversy and all of that other stuff. That's not where Jerry Jones was going. He said the quarterback controversy with the initial injury because he wanted to pump up Cooper Rush. But once Cooper Rush started winning games, what was it? We want Dak Prescott back. We want to make sure that he's healthy because we're going to need him to take us where we want to go. Sound familiar? Have the Cowboys now put themselves in the position of fighting with the 49ers for being the second-best team in the conference? No. No. When healthy, not yet. When healthy, the 49ers are the second-best team in the conference. When healthy. But they're not healthy right now. All right, so the Cowboys... They're so, not healthy right now. So if we're taking... If we're taking... If we're going to if they were playing a tears, game, If they were playing a game today, I would take the Dallas Cowboys. If they're playing a game a month from now, you'd take I would the take the 49ers. Okay, so... Based on that, you still believe the 49ers are second. And then is it, frankly, a third tier between the Cowboys, the Vikings, the Giants, and whoever else you want to throw in there if you want to throw the Seahawks in there? Yeah, I don't even know if they're – yeah, I, I think See, so. I think, Philly, I think there's – Philly is uh, – Philly's one. Yeah, and then it's Dallas and San Francisco, and then it's everybody else. I'll that, tell you that's what. That's probably how I would power rank it. I'll tell you what. It's going to be awfully difficult for – the Cowboys for the 49ers for anybody to go into Philadelphia and win this year. Win in the postseason. Oh, yeah, the road to the Super Bowl out of the NFC goes through Philly. Yeah. It goes through the link. To no be question. sure. Did you, and, did you see what A.J. Brown did? Oh, my God. To the Steelers. Oh, well, I know you saw the Steelers. Oh, I are saw your team. The Steelers are your team. I saw it. I, I mean, the one that he caught in double coverage in the end zone and he got the taunting penalty and he's pointing at both of them and saying, yeah, you got two guys, that's not enough. For one time, for once, I agreed with Dan Orlovsky this morning. If you can't play man coverage, don't play man coverage, and that's what they were doing in, with Pittsburgh yesterday. Well, well, they played double teams on AJ Brown, and it didn't matter. But you know, it's it's funny. Greeny was having this discussion this morning, and I I think it plays in a lot for tomorrow. You look at some of these teams, the Eagles with AJ Brown doing what they did, the Bills with Stephon Diggs doing what they did to go get them, does somebody now go get somebody to get on that level? Because those two teams have been elevated immensely over the last two years, and specifically this year with Brown, by those two acquisitions. Keep an eye on Kansas City. I'm not going to be stunned. Keep an eye on Kansas City. Just going to put that out there. Keep an eye on Kansas City. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Mm, That feels like a spicy meatball. Just saying. Keep an eye on them. Oh, so much football to get to. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. There's the other side of the Cowboys-Bears that we have to address and why Justin Fields continues to prove that he is the best quarterback of the 2021 draft. It's next, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time 
or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? The 21 draft class is not exactly distinguishing itself when it comes to quarterbacks. <laughs> Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. That's where you can watch us. Now open up the app, clip, click watch, boom, there you go. We're right there for you. Canty, let's talk about the quarterbacks from last year's draft class right now. We've got Trevor Lawrence, underwhelming yesterday, yeah. yet again. We've got Zach Wilson, who I spent the better part of 10 minutes, and you uh, as well, going off on. Not good. We've got, uh, who else have we got? Davis Mills. <laughs> We've got Justin Fields. We've got a group that is not terribly awesome so far, with the exception of Mr. Fields. And you, you are putting that kindly. You realize that. Right? I am. I am being as nice as possible. Okay. Listen, at the time, I felt like Fields had a good chance to be good. I, I did not expect him to be able to develop the way he has this year with the cast that's around him. And this is, I tell you, it's a great case study in talking about the development of quarterbacks. Not everybody is the same. I get that. But there is the argument. It's kind of like the chicken of the chicken or the egg. Mm. How do you develop a guy without any talent around him? Well, look at Justin Fields. He is developing with a bad offensive line. Yes. With a pretty good run game, a, a very good run game, I should say. Mm-hmm. And receivers that are not guys to write home about with the exception of Darnell Mooney. I give this guy all the credit in the world for maturing the way he has and for really learning the game the way he has. Man, he looks like the best of the bunch right now. No, he does. I mean, listen, him and Trevor Lawrence are right there. I mean, and they've been right there even coming out of high school. Remember, Justin Fields was the number one quarterback. Trevor Lawrence was number two after smashing all of Deshaun Watson's high school records in the state of Georgia. And so it's just one of those things. It's just one of those things. It's just like you you feel like – these guys are going to come around, but at what rate? And it feels like it's happening quicker for Fields with less talent around him. Now, I'm not going to say that Trevor Lawrence didn't come into a dysfunctional situation. We know how that thing went down with Urban Meyer last year. Mm-hmm. That was about as bad as it can get. But with Justin this year, Carlin, not only did they change coaches and they change offenses, but they are stripping the Chicago Bears roster down to bare bones. And Justin Fields is trying to function around that. And not only function, but trying to develop. And it's actually happening. 
I, I don't know how it's happening. It defies all logic, but it's clear that Justin Fields is, you know, one of those guys that, that's going to work in, in, you know, make him build himself into a good football player. And so if you're the Bears and you know that this guy can survive this year, and that's always been my biggest concern with Justin, can he survive the year and be healthy? If he can survive this year, this is a team that's going to have a lot of resources in the way of draft picks and salary cap space to upgrade the talent around Justin Fields. It's a great position to be in when you've got three picks in the first two rounds of next year's draft and you have a quarterback. i tell you what's interesting. The other guys I should mention, we obviously we haven't seen Trey Lance, so who knows. And uh, Mac Jones is – he regressed is not the right word for this year, Mac but he jo- hasn't Mac, played as well. Mac Jones is, is Carlin. He's an average quarterback. Average quarterback at best. He's an average quarterback. Listen – Mac Jones was a John Franklin Myers roughing the passer call away yeah. from being benched at halftime for Bailey Zappi. Yep. That but was going to happen. Very true. That was going to happen. If they were down 17-3 to going into halftime with a couple of turnovers from Mac, Bailey Zappi was coming into that damn game. I'll tell you one thing, though. Like, just back to Fields and the Bears for a second. let's not start Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is a non-starter with this conversation, right? And, and no, there's nothing to talk there's about. Nothing, I mean, and, and listen, I tweeted yesterday, and it was in the moment that Zach's not the guy. I don't know if he's not the guy. But what I do Carlin, know... I'll say this. He's not the guy. After that press conference, hearing yeah. what he said about being... There's a lot of growing ti- up to do. Being tired of getting out of the pocket and throwing it away. He's getting tired of making the right football play when there's nothing there. You get tired of doing that? Yeah. How can you get tired of doing the right you thing? You can't. You can't. And and it drives me insane when this is somebody that I had heard from people around the Jets, and not just people who are going to tell you what you want to hear or what they want to get out there, that he had really matured this offseason. And there was an issue with him having to do that. Well, that to me showed a lot, a, a remarkable lack of maturity yesterday. But And Carlin, can I say this? Hmm. Zach Wilson? 34th in passer rating in the National Football League. Ain't but 32 wow. teams, dog. Ain't but 32 teams. This dude is 34th in passer rating. Let me ask you this. I told you before during the break, the Bears now with the trade of Roquan Smith have this coming year a one, two twos, a three, two fours, two fives, and a seven, and $100 million in cap space. If the right guy between today and tomorrow, I'm just, I'll throw out a name. I don't think he's going anywhere, but I'll throw out a name. DJ Moore became available. If you're the Bears, do you move a little more proactively in that direction and say, hey, you know what? We got a chance to get somebody maybe at a reasonable price here who could be a big time receiver for us in the future. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, they're stripping everything down. Mm. But, hey, while we're chipping things off, if there's something at the right price there that's going to help us and he's young and he's going to grow with our quarterback, mm, I'd be tempted to do that. I, 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 I like where you're going with that. The only thing that I would say to push back on it is you'll have an opportunity in free agency that doesn't cost you graphics. And, and I don't think that that's the position that the organization is going to be in. They're like – Look, we'd rather use the draft picks to develop a core of players that we can build around, and we'll supplement that with free agency. Carlin, they're going to have over $100 million in free agency. They, they can go out and get two or three big-ticket purchases in free agency if they choose to. You know what I mean? So I, I don't 
I don't look at it from the standpoint that they're going to make some move ahead of tomorrow's trade deadline. I think this is all about making sure you can survive the year. If you got another piece that you can get something of significance in return for, then do that. Continue to add to that war chest of draft picks that you're building up. And next year, you're hoping that with Justin Fields having another full offseason to grow and with what your GM Ryan Poles does, that you'll be in the position to compete. But by far, I think Justin Fields has the best opportunity to develop into a franchise quarterback out of all the guys in that draft class. All I can tell you is that the one thing I would say is I look at the free agents coming up this offseason at receiver. Mm. Nelson Aguilar, Sterling Shepard, DJ Shark. Uh, that's among some of the better names that are available out there. Juju, maybe. Mm. Uh, this, these are the uh, Jarvis Landry at this point. These are some of the better names out there. All I'm saying is if one happened to become available, I might look at that now. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. One thing's for sure, Fields is headed in the right direction, and he is the guy for the Bears, and that's an answer that they needed to have. Football season, we are in the heart of it, baby, and we are loving it. So now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. The app is safe, secure, Super easy to use. FanDuel's got all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? I believe you know this, but the World Series is on ESPN Radio, presented by AutoZone. Catch all the action tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and, of course, Sirius XM Channel 80. They do have some weather concerns, but hopefully that gets straightened out in Philadelphia tonight for Game 3, tied at one game apiece. Let's not waste any time. Let's get right to what we do every Monday at this time. It's the Top 5. Here's Canty with the Top 5. Number 5. Go! All right, let's go with the Miami Dolphins receiving core, or receiving duo, I should say, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Yes, there were a lot of Penguin celebrations yesterday on the way to I like a that. huge performance from both of those guys. Combined, Carlin, 20 catches 
for 294 yards and two touchdowns. I dig the waddle. I love the waddle, <laughs> by the way. But here's the thing. The Miami Dolphins were down early in this game. It was 14-0 before you could blink. And those two guys with the running catch, run, uh, run after catch yardage that they were able to pick up were able to actually lift up their team. And they got a huge win on the road because we know how desperate the Lions are. We know how feisty the Lions are. But quite frankly, that's an opponent that the Miami Dolphins should beat 10 times out of 10. And I will say this, Hill and Waddle saved the day because it seemed like it was getting late early for Miami. Touch and go. Number four. Number four, Christian McCaffrey hits for the cycle. Mm. I mean, all this World Series talk, I guess I need to use baseball terms, but (laughs) Christian McCaffrey, he threw for one, he ran for one, and he caught one. Yes, Christian McCaffrey accounted for 21 of the 31 points that the San Francisco 49ers scored. And here's the thing. The 49ers were down at halftime in this game, and it felt like this was the first time that the Rams were going to get them in the regular season in three years. But nope. Leave it up to Christian McCaffrey to be a huge playmaker for him. And Kyle Shanahan, you knew when he made this trade, he gave up a second-round pick, a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and a fifth-round pick. He was going to have a plan for how to use Christian McCaffrey. We said it when they made the trade. It felt a little redundant. But now seeing the versatility that he's bringing out of McCaffrey, I feel like it's a perfect fit. Number three. Number three, Carlin. I got to do it. I got to do it. I don't want to give props to the evil empire, but it feels like it's necessary. Bill Mm. Belichick, arguably the greatest head coach this game has ever seen. Yesterday's win allowed him to pass George Hallis for second on the all-time wins list in the National Football League. Okay, he's got 325 wins. Don Shula's at 347. So this is including playoff wins. So regular season and playoff wins. Bill Belichick is at 325 wins, and he did it against Evan Wildner's New York Jets. And that was the 13th straight time that the New England Patriots beat the New York Jets. And you know there's nobody he'd rather do it against. Oh, no question. (laughs) And there were guys in the locker room that that weren't playing on it, that were on some of his teams from yesteryear that there to celebrate that with him. So that was a cool moment. And, uh, yeah, just thank Zach Wilson for the assist on that one. (laughs) Number two. Derrick Henry. What a day for King Henry. And if we're being honest, Carlin, if we're keeping it a buck, Derrick Henry got off to a slower start than usual this season, but now he's starting to pick up steam. 32 carries yesterday, 219 yards, two touchdowns. It was an ugly football game against the Texans. We got to keep in mind that the Titans were starting a backup quarterback in Malik Willis because Ryan Tannehill had an illness. But Derrick Henry had 124 yards at halftime, Carlin. And you knew in the second half, Mike Vrabel was going to do more of the same. And that's exactly what he did. And Derrick Henry closed that game out for him. So special shout-out to King Henry for putting the team on his back, literally, and running them to victory. Number one. We got to go to the Keystone State. And I hate to do this to you, partner. It's okay. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are on the wrong side of this one. A.J. Brown. I know the Philadelphia Eagles are a good football team. They're a good team. But A.J. Brown takes this team to another level. And that's exactly why Howie Roseman traded for him in this year's this past year's NFL draft because they needed a true number one receiver, a guy that could dictate front and coverage, and a guy, quite frankly, Carlin, that even in double coverage, Jalen Hurts could just throw it up to him and see what happens. And yesterday, A.J. Brown came down with a lot of those 50-50 balls. I mean, Carlin, it was just masterful to the tune of what, what do you have, three touchdowns yesterday? Three touchdowns. 
unbelievable performance by A.J. Brown, just dominant in every single way. Six catches on 11 targets. I mean, it was just 156 yards. You knew what kind of game it was when A.J. Brown pointed at the two defenders for the Steelers in the end zone and got the taunting flag because he told both of those guys, you don't have enough people. Okay, I got two that I'm curious about, one of which kind of ties into your last one, your number one, and that's really more the performance of Hurts. Now, Brown was off the charts. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. Um, Jalen Hurts is playing at an unbelievable level right now, Mm -hmm. and I watched him yesterday, uh, as you would expect, sit through that game, and he throws for 285, four touchdowns, no picks. Uh, I, I... was surprised that he himself wasn't in the top five. But did you I, see the throws that he was making to AJ Brown? Yeah, those were fifty-fifty balls. Yeah, so AJ gets the credit. For you, it. No question. Okay, no question. All right, but here's the one that I will say I think belonged to the top five. What's up, Geno Smith? Geno Smith continues to play really good football. He's throwing the ball. He's com- highest completion percentage in the league. And and Chris, these are not dump off passes. These are not dump-off passes. I think Gino, listen, I've been one of the biggest critics of Gino over the years because he was so immature when he was in New York in particular. But, um, listen, I can't argue with how he's playing right now. The guy is a legitimate MVP candidate halfway through the season. Gino Smith was phenomenal on the first Seahawks drive in the fourth quarter. He was a perfect 5-for-5, 75 yards and a touchdown pass. Unbelievable on that drive. And that was the drive that essentially put distance between the Seahawks and the Giants. But that wasn't the most impressive moment. You know the most impressive moment of that game from Geno Smith? After Tyler Lockett fumbled the ball in the shadow of his own goal line that led to the Giants' first touchdown, Mm -hmm. after Tyler Lockett dropped a walk-in touchdown, you know what Geno did? Yep. He went to Tyler Lockett on the sideline, talked to him, keep your head up, we're going to need you. Then he went right back to him on the stutter goal that he got wide open on the first time around hit it for a touchdown pass. That shows me growth. That shows me maturity. That's why I like what Geno was doing. Didn't make my top five. Wasn't going to be in my top five today, but I'm glad you brought it up because it deserves an honorable mention. I'll that go, was an ugly football game, though. Let's be real about what the situation is. Geno Smith's a much better leader than Aaron Rodgers is. Can, I ask, you, can I ask you a question? Based on Tyler Lockett's postgame comments, is Geno Smith a better leader than Russell Wilson? Oh, yeah. Well, in case you don't know what his comments were, it was uh, basically... Hold on, let's let's tease it. Let's not give it away. Let's tease it over. Okay. Let's tease it over. Let's not give it away. All right. We got it. We got it in the hopper. We do. All right. Yeah. You got to stick around for that. Yeah. We got it. That's next. It's almost like paying $20 to be verified on Twitter. You got to hang in. (laughs) Pay the price. Hang with us. Canty and Carlin, that's next. ESPN Radio. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact. 
helping the small stand tall. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. I Listen, the DJ Moore play at the end of the game, I, I don't want to put all of the Panthers losing the game on DJ Moore. I think a lot of it has to be on Eddie Pinheiro. I would put 50-50 in terms of the blame. If you don't know, what, if you don't know what we're talking oh about, DJ Moore made an amazing catch at the end of the game for a touchdown to tie the game at 34 with 20 seconds left. He gets up. He starts walking toward the back of the end zone. He's on the white of the back line of the end zone. He takes his helmet off. And frankly, Canty, in the moment I'm saying, don't get an excessive celebration. Don't get an excessive celebration. Don't do it. And, of course, he did. Yeah. And that made it a 48-yard extra point for Eddie Pinheiro, and he missed it. I'm not going to kill him on that. Mm. It's a 48-yarder. You can't get that penalty in the moment. Technically speaking, if we're going letter of the law and with the NFL, it's always letter of the law. It's never yeah. spirit of the law. <laughs> yeah. If we're going letter of the law, he did not take his helmet off on the field of play or in the end zone. So if that's the case, that's not a penalty technically. Correct. But you still can't do it in that spot. He got emotional. I understand. It's an unbelievable moment. I get all that. Mm-hmm. Where I do blame Pinheiro is missing the field goal in OT. That's inexcusable. But I do think you don't get the penalty. He makes the extra point. Game over. Game over. You don't go. You don't even go to OT. But, well, Carlin, how can you say he makes the extra point where the field goal he, Eddie Pinheiro missed in overtime? He's going to miss. The, he's going to make one the, of those. Was two. at the same distance. I know he's going to make one of those two. He's going to make one of those two. Are you sure? Yes, I well, am uh, sure. Clearly, clearly, you're not a Jets fan because our producer Evan Wilner would have some feelings about one Eddie Pinheiro. Yes, it didn't necessarily work out for the gang green there. I, I get it. Eddie Pinheiro's no Adam Vinatieri. But what, I, what, what I'm saying is, it's not a it's not a fait accompli that he would have made the extra point, even if DJ Moore didn't get the penalty, which makes it hard for me to kill DJ Moore. Was it a bonehead play? Sure, but was it the reason that the Carolina Panthers lost yesterday? No. It wasn't. It played a when role. C, when C.J. Henderson got that pick in overtime and returned it to, you know, plus territory, Eddie Pinheiro's got a point-blank chip shot, 33-yard field goal attempt to win the game. You got to make that kick. You do. So, I mean, listen, if I was in that locker room with the Carolina Panthers, Eddie Pinheiro would be Eddie Pinata because we'd beat the hell out of him for missing <laughs> that damn kick. 
<laughs> and that wasn't a challenge, by the way. It's Cantina Carlin on ESPN Radio and oh, on the ESPN gosh. app. Oh, my God. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. <laughs> Hit us up on the Canty and Carlin Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Chris Carlin, defender of kicker Eddie Pinheiro. I, I, wouldn't say, I would not say defender. You are a defender. I, I would say that it was 50-50. It's not 50-50. He had two chances to win the game for his team, and he blew them both. I, he, I you think, act like he had to kick the football from Charlotte, and he's playing in Atlanta. <laughs> no. It's a 48-yard field goal. I think at this, at, this state, at, at this state in the NFL, kickers are supposed to make 40-yard field goal attempts, Carlin. They are. They are. Yeah, at 48, I can excuse in one spot. I, I think that he would have made the extra point. And I know it's no guarantee. I think he would have made the extra point, and you never go to OT. But that's that's neither here nor there, because right now it's time they for... They said what? I have to believe one and one is three. I, I can't, I can't uh, operate where one and one is two. They said what? <laughs> That never gets old. It doesn't. It really does not get old. I wish old. I could ask him in a, in, a, in, a, in a really quiet setting, what did you mean when you said that? <laughs> like, help me understand what was going through your mind. And I, you I think that. his answer would be, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it, it, it's, you know, you can, you can just get caught in that, that, I used to call it verbal Vietnam, because yeah. you you start saying something, and you have no idea how you got into the thought, and you have no idea how to get out of it. Verbal but, Vietnam, that's a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it. Okay. All right. Let's start with Tyler Lockett, who we told you about just a few moments ago. This was, after the game yesterday, basically the first comment right out of the gate. Well, I think the biggest thing is it's amazing what we can accomplish when nobody cares who gets the credit. You know, my high school coach used to always talk about that, basketball coach. And when you look at this team that we have, I mean, we have a bunch of guys that are willing to buy in. Well, we all take that, as we should, as a swipe at Russell Wilson. Now, he tweeted today, like, you're all taking this a little bit too far. No, we're not. because no, you, it, was, it was cryptic as hell. You made the point right out of the gate, and we all know it. It's It's exactly what you were trying to say. Yeah, it's exactly. Without saying it, right? Yeah. He he wanted to hide behind, uh, I don't know, the ambiguity of it all, wanted a little plausible deniability. Here's his quote from this morning. People need to stop reaching. I've said this quote five to ten times since I've been in the league. Stop looking for a story and just let us enjoy our team. You started it, dude. You knew what you were saying. No, you, no, there's no question yeah. about it. And And you have to juxtapose that on the struggles that the Denver Broncos are having, right? Yeah, because that that that's it. Like everybody thought our team would be where the Broncos were because we were getting rid of Russell Wilson, and we all know that Russell Wilson is a big personality. Even though he seems to be a positive personality, he's a huge personality in that organization. They got rid of him, and they seem to be all the better for it, Carlin. And here's the deal: they're only going to get better because of all of the draft capital that they were able to fleece out of the Denver Broncos. Plus, you don't have to worry about paying your quarterback. Forty plus million dollars a year. Let me ask you something. What's up? Who's a better leader, Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers? You can no. (laughs) That's my answer. No, that's my answer. That is my answer. Uh, I I, I don't listen. I don't want to follow either one of them into an alley. The Jets, Elijah Moore. 
asked about his on-field chemistry with Zach Wilson after the game yesterday. The Jets lost, as we know, to the Patriots 22-17. How would you describe your chemistry with Zach on the field? Uh, probably, I can't. I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you. I don't get the ball. I don't know. I don't get the ball. I don't know. That was an honest moment. <laughs> That, that was it. That, listen, there are times where guys might say things, kind of like what we saw from Tyler Lockett, where there's an agenda. There's something underlying there that you're trying to get out. You want to send a message without saying that you did send a message. I think that was just Elijah Moore keeping it a buck. Yeah. I, I don't know what my chemistry is like with, with Zach Wilson. I don't get the ball. He doesn't throw me the ball. I think he had one target in yesterday's game. Yeah. So, I, I mean, don't I, I don't understand it because last year he looked like a breakout player. It just doesn't he was look their third, he was their vertical threat. Yeah, and he doesn't yeah. this was not like Denzel Mims or anybody like that. Mm-mm. This was a legitimate player, and I don't understand why you wouldn't throw him the ball. I know Garrett Wilson is good. I know didn't have Corey Davis. What what are we doing? Why why wouldn't you throw the ball in this guy's direction? We're gonna feature Tyler Conklin today. <laughs> <laughs> That's what was happening. That is, that and by, is, and by trying to feature Tyler Conklin, you ended up featuring <laughs> Devin McCourty. That's a hell of a statement. That, that's what. That's what. It, well, that's how it played out. Am yeah. I wrong? No, you're not wrong. That's my point. You're not wrong. So I, I, I don't know what the Jets are doing. It's a player that they insist that they're not trading. If you're not going to trade him, then use him. What's the point of keeping him on the team and not throwing him the ball? Finally, Stefan Diggs on his rivalry with Jair Alexander. Oh. Who started? I got the win. I got the win. It's not a. I don't deal with more victories. I don't deal with one-on-one battles because this is not a one-on-one game. We're not out there playing seven-on-seven, and this is not one-on-one. So if that's the case, I'm by myself. But it's a team effort. I got to do. I feel like uh, at the end of the day, there are no more victories. It does feel like that one goes back a ways. Yeah, that's back when Steph was with Minnesota and Jair was just coming into the league. Like they, they have a healthy rivalry. It's, it's, it's not. Mike Evans, Marshawn Lattimore, but it's getting pretty damn close. It's getting, it's getting close. It's getting pretty close. It's a spicy, spicy rivalry. But I love that, Carlin. I love the intensity of that. You can feel that when you were watching the game on every target to Gabriel Davis, who had Stephon Diggs back, by the way. Like, every target to those two receivers, you were just waiting to see whether or not it would escalate in all of the post-play out of jawing and and, and and back and forth. It was it was awesome to watch, but at the end of it, Stephon Diggs has the ultimate mic drop because you know what? Jair Alexander and Rasul Douglas are going to end up watching Steph Diggs and Josh Allen and Gabe Davis in the playoffs this year. Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.